0: EO Fire 1315.
1: Stop thinking like a salesman and start thinking like a CEO.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days, text Journal to 33444 and ignite. Fire Nation into house. Johnny Doom is here and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ryan Stuman. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Yes, sir. Fully prepared.
0: Ryan is a two-time bestselling author, master salesman, blogger, and founder of Clixo.com. That's C-L-Y-X-O.com. His story is a true hood to good tale of struggle and triumph and Fire Nation I just saw this dude rock the stage in front of 1,100 people live at Funnel Hacking Live. He is a master storyteller. He is a master entrepreneur, and I'm bringing you here today. So Ryan, take a minute, fill in any gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life
1: first of all, I'm, I'm excited to be here, like super excited, and, and what makes it even cooler is that we, we just, you know, you got to see me just yeah. a few days ago, and I didn't, I didn't even know you were there until Russell called you out, I was like, oh wait, I'm about to be on a show, so like, this, is, this is ultimately exciting for me.
0: Called me on a good way, Fire Nation, in a good way. Yeah, yeah.
1: it could have gone either way, right? You could have been like, there's no way, hey, uh, you've got to cancel that guy's appointment on, uh, yeah, no way, it's happened, so <laughs> I'm just glad it went well for me, right? So, uh, quick story on me is uh, I'm an entrepreneur, I've never had a salary job. I've never taken a, a paid time off day in my life. I've been a salesman my entire life, and uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I've I've been to prison a few times. I've been I've divorced three times. I, I have a, a history of failing and learning from mistakes. Right, that's what we hard headed people have to do, and and that's really what this show's going to be about too. But uh, you know, fill in the blanks for me is I, I really like you said went from hood to good. I, I went from the penitentiary to where I live right now, which is the penthouse in the nicest building uh, in Dallas, and I've done that selling my way from the bottom to the top. So uh, me in a a glimpse, a hard knocks life that's uh, now living uh, the high life, I guess.
0: Well, I do love that in your presentation, you showed a nice picture from your penthouse uh, with your sons and you said, hey, it's no San Diego view, but for Texas, it's as good as it gets. And I'm like, you know what? I respect that. And it really is. (laughs) So Ryan, what I want to do is shift a little bit because we have listeners here today, Fire Nation, my audience, who are entrepreneurs, small business owners looking to take their business to the next level or just looking to create a viable business potentially for the first time. Now, as you know, as I know, viable businesses generate revenue. So how do you, Ryan, generate revenue today in 2016?
1: Most of my revenue, and we do multiple six figures a month in, in growth sales at Hardcore Closer, the, the company that I'm the CEO of and own, and, and most of our revenue comes from selling digital products. Uh, that's why I was at uh, Funnel Hacking Live, as I'm a big proponent and affiliate of our Click Funnels and in Russell's private inner circle, whatever you want to call it, and we generate uh, sales from and generate revenue from sales of membership sites. So we have products ranging from $27 all the way up to $25,000. And uh I have a sales team that, that uh works for me and I send I generate the leads, they have they uh they get the leads, they follow my sales process, and we most of it is digital products. I do some consulting and things like that, but we have 13 different digital products that we sell, and so pretty much on every phone call that my sales team makes, uh they can make some money on it because we have everything that's affordably priced. We have a really good pricing strategy, plus we have a bunch of raving fans. So uh, you know, most of I get a little speaking gigs and stuff like that, but most of my revenue is coming from digital products sales, which is really easy to deliver, right? You make a sale, And then it's done. And that's the beauty about what we do, especially since we sell sales training, ironically, right? But that's the (laughs) beauty of it is we make a sale and then the deliverable is adding someone's email to ClickFunnels. It's that simple. Instead of having to, you know, turn around and coach people like some people, you know, they can make a sale, but then they got to turn around and go coach somebody or spend actual time with them or whatever the case. I've made it to where really the salespeople that work for me, that's all they have to do is sell, add people to the digital program, move forward and sell again. And they love that because they get to do what salespeople do best, sell and not have to worry about delivering a bunch of stuff or coaching people or anything like that on the back end.
0: For three years now, I've been publishing monthly income reports, like really detailed down to the penny of revenue coming in, expenses going out, and everything in between. We bring our CPA on to talk about numbers and taxes, et cetera, and to just, you know, make sure everything's valid and so he can just kind of have that crystal clear idea of exactly what we're trying to share with Fire Nation, which is this is how you run a business the right way. And what I loved during your talk, Ryan, is that you, you know, have this whiteboard where every month, like you're actually writing down these numbers like on this big sheet of paper, like whatever revenue you might have generated in the ways that it's come in. What are your thoughts on transparency? Like you were very transparent on stage. Do you bring that through to every part of your business, or is that just kind of a special thing for? the presentation you were giving.
1: Nah, dude, I'm that way in every part of my life. I mean, shoot, we... 30 seconds into the show I'm like prison divorce like who does that right I'm just <laughs> that's just how I am right I I, I don't like holding things in and, and there's a lot of people out there and you know this and I'm not knocking anybody in particular but you know how people they throw big numbers around and this that and the other and and I don't want to be one of those guys that just throws big numbers around and then people wonder well I wonder if he's right or not so like in the presentation you're talking about I showed people all these different PayPal receipts and all these different you know basically our monthly reports for the last three or four months and, and I'm like, hey, this is what I pay taxes on and everything else just because I want people to know that I'm, I'm not kidding around when I say this thing. When I put these numbers out there for everybody, I don't want them to like have any wonder. Just like you said, it instantly validates me because 99% of the people out there throwing big numbers around would freak out if the IRS taxed them according to what their <laughs> mouth says, right?
0: And I love when you said that on stage. You got a big chuckle from the audience and it's so true. And that's actually why I use Kickstarter for my recent uh, Freedom Journal campaign. A lot of people said, like, why are you using Kickstarter? I'm like, well, listen, it's an independent third party. And I want these numbers that, you know, people, I knew they were going to be big numbers, a lot of backers, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue. Like, I wanted it to be like this independent third party. So it wasn't just me like kicking out numbers and just saying, oh, yeah, like we did X numbers. Like, no, you go to Kickstarter, you see this independent third party that's just displaying the revenue and the backers. Like, that's the kind of transparency and authenticity that I'm looking to bring to the game. And Ryan, it's great that you are as well. Now, I do want to shift because you have so many stories. So many stories and we could go on about them you did a great job on stage of being concise and I know you will again today because the one story that I'm really looking for you to do a deep dive into is what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date and we've all had bad ones and you've had a lot of tough ones and a lot of great ones but what's the worst Ryan take us to that moment and tell us that story
1: well, it's kind of an ego thing, right? That happened to me. Uh, you know, we, everybody wants to tell this story about how, you know, everything was perfect, you know, church on Sunday, rainbows, unicorns, here I am a millionaire, right? Like that's what everybody <laughs> wants you to believe. And what happened to me was kind of, it was extremely embarrassing and, and, but it was like at no fault of my own. It just kind of fell into place. So, uh, you know, I had started building up this this you know online business, and I was making decent money, like ten or fifteen grand a month, enough to pay the bills or whatever, right? And I was rented out my house to a friend of mine that I own, and I was renting out another home uh, in a different city, right? It's a little bit bigger house, renting out the one that I own, and then I was going to lease uh, the other one, not buy it. Anyway, long story short, the people backed out of the lease of the one that I was going to buy, and I couldn't back out. This was my friend and his family. They got kids, and they had already made arrangements that were moving into the house that I own. So here I am telling people how life's great and you can make money online, and I had to go move in with my in laws, right? But I, I owned it, you know, and I didn't feel like I needed to justify anything. But then it was like that moment where it's like, I'm one of these dudes that has to like, you know, live at his in-laws and tell people how that their life is all great. Now, lucky for me, my in-laws are extremely wealthy. So it was like living in the east wing of the bat mansion, right? <laughs> so it was no big deal. But it's not like I lived in a trailer or anything like that. But on the flip side, at that same time, uh, my wife at the time got pregnant as well. And I didn't have insurance as an entrepreneur. And that was like a, a huge thing for me, right? Like, oh, no, man, what if something's wrong with, with my child when it's born? Like, I got to go do something. And I had to get a corporate job. And so I went and sold cars. I knew that was fast money and something that I wouldn't get too attached to that I could leave when the time was right. But literally I looked up and here I was trying to become an entrepreneur. And then I was stuck living at my in-laws and working a day job as a car salesman. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the definition of an entrepreneur though, right? (laughs) Like this is the kind of stuff that, that we go through and the things that nobody talks about. But it it, it was a very humbling, humbling time. You know what I mean? It was like, dude, I I never want to be in this position again. Not that I didn't like selling cars. It was fun, but I didn't like the money. I was used to, uh, you know, for those of you that may have understood my story in the past or heard it in the past is, you know, I used to do mortgages and I lost my license there due to being a felon in 2010. And so it's just this whole fiasco, man, it was like an all time low, but I remember using that point and I still think about it a lot. Like when I'm feeling down, I'm like, well, look, dude, I'm better to feel down in a penthouse and crying in infinity than it is at your in-laws house. Right. So, uh, you know, it just reminds me that, you know, where I've come from and, and, you know, I guess. We all gonna go through some stuff, man. But that was like the really low points. So every time I'm down now, I think back, oh man, you know it could be worse. <laughs> At least we're where we are now. So,
0: one thing that I don't think is just specific to entrepreneurs. I think it's like really humans in general. For some reason, we seem to have this malady where. We continue to upgrade our lifestyle to match our income. So if we're making $50,000 a year, you know, we're living a lifestyle of $50,000 a year. And then, you know, we up that income to $100,000 a year. And now our lifestyle is $100,000 a year. And we look at our bank accounts at the end and, and the money actually left over, the money in our bank account is the same as when we were making 50K because we keep upping that lifestyle. So Fire Nation, you really need to step back and say, Hey, like, where am I actually going with this business? Like, what am I putting first? Like, what are my priorities? And I love that you brought the word multiple times, Ryan. Humble. And for me, growing up, there was m- many times where my uncle took me aside, and I'll never forget. It. He would look me in the eye and say, "John, be humble." be happy. So then I always equated happiness with being humble. And and that's helped me many times. Of course, I've slipped off the wagon plenty of times myself, but I've always gone back to that quote and said, hey, like this is to me what happiness is, is being humble. So Fire Nation, as your business is growing, as you're doing the things, just realize like, hey, like your lifestyle doesn't have to quite keep pace with that. Like you can still, you know, put a couple bucks in the bank and save it for that rainy day that is coming for all of us. Now for you, Ryan, shifting to another story, you've had some great aha moments in your life. And again, you told a couple killer ones on stage, but for Fire Nation, go to one of your greatest aha moments that you think we'll resonate with as entrepreneurs. Take us to that moment in time that you had that epiphany and tell us that story.
1: Yeah, well, this is going to get real quick, right? Because in 2004, uh, 2014, I was going through divorce with uh, the, the mother of my oldest son, right? And when we're going through divorce, Uh, We're about a year into it. You know, when you're going through divorce, they're evaluating your assets, how much your company is worth, things of that nature. And My lawyer calls me and he says, hey, man, I got good news. You're not going to have to come off that much money because, according to them, they evaluated your business and it's worth nothing. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Like I'm having mixed emotions here, right? You talk about the bipolar alarms going off left and right. I'm like happy. I'm not going to have to come off any money. But then I'm like, wait, what what I've built for the last four years is useless. (laughs) Tell me more about what I'm doing wrong over here, right? (laughs) And so – and so he goes on to say, he's like, well, let's just face it, dude. If you get a, you ride a motorcycle, you know, two or three times a week. If somebody runs over you and you die, your clients are going to pay you. Your consulting clients are going to pay you for like maybe another month out of sympathy for your family. But that's it. Then your money streams cut off. And he's like, you don't have any debt. That's good. But at the same time, like you're, you're only able, you're only as good as your next deal. And I'm like, wow, man, you know, I never really thought about that. So I hired this, this, uh, my neighbor actually, who's like one of the best CPAs in the country. He's taken bunches of companies, billions of dollars, all this stuff, right? He's downtown Dallas here. I go talk to him and he teaches me cause I have this conversation with him. Like, this is what the lawyer told me. I don't want to do this. I want to leave a legacy for my kid because if I do die, his mom's going to need money to take care of him, and this, that, and the other. And it was like a, a scary moment for me. Right. And he lined me out. He said, Ryan, You've got to stop thinking like a salesman and start thinking like a CEO. And boy, that was like a stab in my heart. Like, you don't know me, Gene. I'm a salesman, (laughs) right? Like, you don't know me. You don't talk to me that way. I'm a salesman. Like, I go on strikes against CEOs. I make CEOs money. We hire contract CEOs over here. Screw those guys, right? But – He's like, no, seriously, like nobody that's ever worked a billion dollar deal with me <laughs> has ever said that they're a salesman first. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you don't have to think like a CEO. And we put a plan in place to where. I hired uh, employees and contractors and affiliates and all these other people and created digital products out of all the videos and webinars and trainings and everything else that I'd done. And that uh, that was really a, a pivotal moment where my like business took off. But also, it was a moment where if I died right now or something happened to me and I was put out of work, I've got an operations manager. I've got an affiliate manager. I've got a booking manager. I've got a business handler. Like I've got a contract CEO that knows the whole business inside and out. I've got CPAs, lawyers. Like I have everything in place place that makes me an actual business. We have CRMs, all these other assets. And you think about it. When someone comes in as an entrepreneur, we ultimately want to sell our businesses off and retire on the beach somewhere and drink my ties all day. Right. <laughs> and, and, but m- many times it's just us and w- we get so caught up in our ego. We're like, Oh, well, the business revolves around me. I'm the consultant, the coach, the rock star, the it guy, whatever it is that we do as an entrepreneur. But if you go away, you have to think about it. What goes away with you? And nowadays I- I'm excited that that aha moment, like put me into a place where not only doing what the smarter people than me told me to do, which is always a good habit to create, right? But not only doing that, what Gene and all my CPA and lawyer and everything else put in place, but like I said, if something happens to me, then I'm leaving a legacy like Napoleon Hill and Zig Ziegler. I've got assets that people can continue to sell for decades. It'll pay for my family and my son. And should anything, you know, unfortunately happen to me, everybody's going to be taken care of.
0: I love that phrase, stop thinking like a salesman, start thinking like a CEO. And Fire Nation, there's a great book that was actually one of the pivotal books in my journey as an entrepreneur called E-Myth Revisited. And in that book, the author talks a lot about the fact that, Hey, just because you like baking doesn't mean you should open up a bakery. Just because you're a great carpenter doesn't mean you should open up a furniture store because you're like a salesman in those areas. Like you're baking great bread. Maybe you shouldn't be running a whole bakery because you'll stop doing that thing. You'll stop, you'll stop baking that bread because you have other things now to focus on. But for us as entrepreneurs that are building bigger, larger, more profitable businesses, And leverage and scalable. We need to start thinking like that CEO and becoming that CEO and building entities around us, knowing exactly what our strengths are. And Ryan knows exactly what his strengths are. He amplifies those things. And then we outsource the rest so that we have the time, energy and bandwidth to make the most of our very limited time. Now I want to shift a little bit, Ryan, because. To me, looking at you on stage, like I was like, that guy had a ton of weaknesses, but he looks like he's figured it all out at this point. But we both know that's not true. What would you say your biggest current weakness is as an entrepreneur?
1: You know, I, I'm short-tempered. So, you know, a lot of people come to me, and and, and I'm, I guess I should say I'm quick to judge. I guess Maybe it's the time I did in, in prison or whatever, right? Being skeptical of everybody that talks to you. But, you know, I, I dismiss people really quick. And uh, and that's a weakness of the entrepreneur because oftentimes people do have good ventures, but we see so many BS proposals and everything else that, you know, we don't have time to research anybody. And, and my biggest weakness is I probably don't give enough uh, outsiders a chance, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of messages, too, of like people sending you proposals, people want to do business, JVs, all this other stuff. And uh, I'm quick to dismiss them. And, and that's a big weakness because, if you know, I should probably look into them a little bit more. But it gets kind of frustrating. People are like, hey, what can I... Can you help me sell my stuff, or can you do this? And. and You know, I'm just like really quick, kind of like they say about mean Dan Kennedy, you know what I mean? Like he's quick to dismiss you. You got to go through all these things and fax them if you really want to work with them and stuff like that. And I'm kind of the same way, not that I'm modeling him on that just by nature. And uh, it it really is a big weakness because I'm sure I'm leaving a lot of money on the table and missing out because of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, my recommendation for you in that situation would be, listen, it's time for you to hire like an opportunities manager guy where you're just forwarding those emails to him. He's actually knowing or she's actually knowing what is best for you and what's best for your business and coming up with maybe three to four that you can sit down a week and just say, hey, I'm going to skim through these three. They've been vetted. These are legitimate opportunities. Maybe one of them or maybe just one of them per month makes sense that I actually go forward. And because, you know, your time is money, your energy is money. And every time you take on a JV, what are you doing? You potentially siphoning off a section of your audience that you've worked so hard to build. So those should be very difficult and very focused decisions and maybe shouldn't be all on your plate. But On the flip side, what's your biggest strength?
1: Unlike most entrepreneurs, I have the ability to focus on one thing and one thing only until it's done. So I have 32 streams of income between digital products, the real estate that I own, the companies that I own, all these other different things, right? I didn't get all of these at once. I'm not your typical serial entrepreneur where I've got my hands and all these things trying to juggle them. Over the last six years, I've got one thing dialed in with about six months at a time. I'll get one thing dialed in. It's working perfect. And then I'll create something that it, that allows me to like piggyback on the original thing that I dialed in. So, <clears throat> I have a consulting business and I recorded webinars to train people. So then we'd all the webinars up, turn them into a digital product, right? I have a, uh, I speak on podcasts and from the stage and stuff, I needed something where people could find me in one place that I own the URL. So we started click. So like there's, there's all these different things from the wheel. I run ads for real estate offices. So I needed to own a real estate office so I could run my own ads, right? Just kind (laughs) of things like that. And and over the last, like I said, six years, it's all added up. But that's like my biggest strength is I've worked on each one of these deals until it's done. That way I can say that I have all these streams of income coming in right now that are running themselves or that have the right people in place running them because I stayed from start to finish. A lot of people, especially as entrepreneurs and salespeople, will start one thing and then something else will get us excited and then we won't go back to the one thing. The next thing you look up, you've got a 100 unfinished <laughs> things, whereas if you would just finished one, it would be already printing you money.
0: Well, Ryan, I have a banner hanging over my computer right now. It just says Focus follow one course until success. I'm a huge fan, a huge proponent of that laser focus. It's really been the reason for my success as well. And for you, you have a lot of things that have become successful, Ryan, but what's the one thing today that has you most fired up?
1: We're about to drop a uh, a new program called Phone Funnels and and really what's got me fired up is the fact that I see the future, right? I see all the, like I talked about on stage at Funnel Hacking, I see that 92% of my traffic, which I have a blog that gets, you know, half a million views uh, a month, right? I, I see all this traffic that's coming from mobile. So the, what's got me fired up is we're putting apps on people's phones. We're being able to reach out with our phone and text the people that get our app. Uh, we're able to run ads on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. That's getting us a lot of like, we're seeing so much activity with our apps and mobile phone stuff that it's unreal. So it's really got me fired up. Matter of fact, in the last five weeks, I didn't mention this on stage, but in the last five weeks with my uh, app that we're using on the phone, I've got 11,400 leads, right? Wow. So I see the future. I'm on to something here, right? And so that's what's got me excited because we're working on that product right now. It should be out in the next two weeks. And last night, I just kind of sneakily posted about it on <laughs> Facebook. And we had 60 people at 997, 60 people sign up and pay last night. And we don't even have it finished yet. They're just like, hey, we want to be the first one. So wow. Yeah, you could do that for one post on Facebook, like 60,000 bucks. All right. That's what's up. <laughs> now,
0: by the time this interview goes live, that will be live. So where can Fire Nation find out more about Phone Funnels? Uh,
1: Phonefunnels.co.
0: Phonefunnels.co, Fire Nation. We're about to drag you through the lightning round, kicking and screaming, but we're going to first take a minute to thank our sponsors. Looking for a killer design for your logo, business card, or website? DesignCrowd.com can help. Here's how it works. First, all you do is post a request describing the design you need. For example, a logo design. Design DesignCrowd will then invite its 500,000 designers to check out your request and respond if they can deliver. Within hours, you'll receive your first design. Then, over the course of three to 10 days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs from designers around the world. You then get to pick the best design and approve payment to the designer word you might not find a design you like no worries design crowd has a money back guarantee crowdsourcing design on design crowd will save you money time and help you find the best design possible for your budget visit designcrowd.com slash fire that's d-e-s-i-g-n-c-r-o-w-d dot com slash fire and enter discount code fire for a special v-i-p offer Ever feel like your mobile phone is attached to your hip, hands, and or your ear? That's probably because it is. It's the first thing we see when we go to sleep and it's right there buzzing in our ear as we wake up. Heck, when you consider all the time we spend on our mobile phones, you might even say we love them. But keeping personal and business calls separate can be tough. You might even use two mobile phones, but that's expensive, not to mention annoying. What if you were to miss that one big call you've been waiting for? That's why I use eVoice. You don't have to buy a second phone to get a second line there you go now you've got another reason to love your phone so go ahead and grab it yep the mobile phone that's right in your hands and visit evoice.com to add a second line today evoice is offering fire nation an extended 60-day free trial visit evoice.com and use promo code fire that's evoice.com promo code fire ryan are you prepared for the lightning rounds
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I wasn't listening to the universe.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Stop thinking like a salesman and start thinking like a CEO.
0: (laughs) What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: I live and die every day by a schedule.
0: Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation.
1: Hardcorecloser.com.
0: If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: Well, I would recommend my book, Bulletproof Business, that just came out on Amazon last month, and it'll basically walk you through all the mistakes that I made, and I'm a prolific mistake maker, so you'll uh, be able to learn from my <laughs> mistakes so that you can avoid them in your business. Plus, it'll entertain you, because like, like you've said a, a few times on the show here, I got a lot of stories.
0: You got a lot of stories. Is Bulletproof Business inaudible? Uh, not yet. Ryan, Soon, you though, get on a course. bunch of podcasts, brother. Make that one of your focuses.
1: I'm an action taker. Say no more.
0: <laughs> Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free. Soon, Bulletproof Business will be available at eofirebook.com. Dot com. Ryan, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy, brother. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I would record a video of myself with a sales pitch, right? I would run $350 worth of ads on Facebook, and the video sales pitch would just simply be, you know, hey, work with me, or here's how you can solve whatever problem. Because you you didn't say that uh, the same problems didn't exist in this other place, right? So I would just say, hey, I solve XYZ problem. Fill out the uh, link below. We'll get on the phone. And I'd start thinking like a salesman again and close a few of them, get some more money together, and continue to bankroll that just like I have this whole time.
0: Fire Nation, we're going to end this interview on fire, just like we started, with a parting piece of guidance from you, Ryan, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: The place to find me is clickso.com forward slash closer. That's C-L-Y-X-O dot com forward slash closer. And then uh, while you're there, sign up. It's free. I own the stuff. You'll love it.
0: <laughs> fire Nation. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Ryan and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And Ryan, give us that parting piece of guidance.
1: Like I was saying earlier... You need to stay focused on one thing at a time. See one thing all the way through, whether it be a funnel or a project or an advertisement or an idea or whatever. See one thing through all the way to the end. Wait till it starts producing money and then move on to the next thing. That will be the best thing you can do because entrepreneurial ADD can cost you a lot of money.
0: Fire Nation, head over to eofire.com. Just type Ryan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about. And Ryan, let me know if I missed something, but you got PhoneFunnels.co. It's already out there. Check it out. You have HardcoreCloser.com. Go directly to his website. His book, Bulletproof Business, will soon be available in Audible because you're podcast listeners. I know you love audio. And of course, clickso C L Y X O dot com slash closer is where you can get all the goods about Ryan. And while you're there, sign up. Did I miss anything, Ryan?
1: That's it, man. Lost the plug, huh? I'm a busy guy.
0: Boom. Love it, brother. Well, listen, Ryan. Thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Till next time
0: ever struggle with keeping your personal life and your business life separate you're not alone if you're like me you're constantly doing business from different locations and making calls to different people guess what there's no longer a need for two phones just get a second line added to your mobile phone from evoice evoice is offering fire nation an extended 60-day free trial visit evoice.com and use promo code fire that's evoice.com promo code fire Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit EOFire.com for entrepreneurial resources, free trainings on how to podcast and host webinars, and so much more. Visit EOFire.com and ignite.